So today's podcast, I am interviewing my friend Leilani. She has a YouTube channel called Living with Eve. She's a homeschooling mom of four kids, one with special needs. And I wanted to interview her about being a special needs mom, homeschooling mom in particular, and her story. Welcome, Leilani. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about who you are and your YouTube channel. Okay, so my name is Leilani, and um, I do have four kids. The youngest has Down syndrome, and um, I am a former teacher, and I actually do evaluations in the state of Florida for homeschoolers. Um, my YouTube channel is called Living with Eve, and it's really about our journey as a homeschool family. Um, with a special needs daughter, she is in pre-K right now, but my other kids, my oldest is 11 and then I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, six-year-old girl. And then of course, Naomi, who is four. Um, yeah, and I do share some homeschool tips on there and, uh, it's basically walking with us as I learn because I'm mm-hmm. one of those, yeah, I want to learn as much as I can to provide the best that I possibly can for her and for the rest of my family. And uh, also with that professional experience too, as being a former teacher. Right. So you do, you share your own tips on how it's working for you and your family, but then you're also creating this community of people who can also like tell you some of this stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so before Naomi, had you ever experienced special needs uh, schooling before, homeschooling or public schooling? Yes. Um, okay. I wasn't, so when I went to school, I didn't go to school for special needs education or anything like that. My certificate is actually in elementary education through sixth grade. And then I have one on music and drama as well. But um, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, That's my- cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't really talk about it. Actually, I think I dropped my music one because I wasn't teaching anymore and it just cost more money to keep mm-hmm. that up. But I still have yeah. my because my original was elementary education. Um, but ironically, I taught middle school. I didn't teach elementary education, even though that was my foundation. Um, but uh, I had I taught for over 10 years and I had uh, I dealt a lot with autism. Um, yeah. That's very predominant in the public schools. And um I did have a student with cerebral palsy. Um, I know when doing evaluations, I've had a couple of my families uh, with kids that have cerebral palsy, Um, but autism seems to be the one. Also, my nephew has autism, Um, my sister-in-law, who I'm actually very, very close with, Um, and he is now 11 years old, 12 years old, Mm -hmm. and yeah, so and I know, do you want me to tell the story about a I know you know about uh, discovering that that's how I wanted to homeschool. <laughs> and now I got to share it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't just leave everybody hanging. I know. Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So what it was is my husband, actually my whole family on my husband's side of the, the two sister-in-laws were already homeschooling. And my husband was kind of waiting. He didn't really say much, waiting patiently for me to decide that this is what we wanted to do. Um, I was one of the lucky ones who had a very supportive husband uh, when I, when we decided to homeschooling or to homeschool. Um, And I do consider that very lucky, Um, but I was pregnant with my second son and he's very close in age. They're very close in age. And I was walking to the office 
And there's a student that I knew he was wandering the halls and he had autism. Now there's uh, the special needs class seemed to be filled with substitute teachers that would rotate in and out just because they could find a teacher with that would fill that position. It's a very hard position to fill. Um, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a special someone. I think everybody knows that it takes a special someone to fill that position, yes. but he was wandering that. Yeah. He was wandering the halls. And I knew his mom. She was actually a teacher at the school. And that's why he was allowed to wander the halls because he told the sub, I want to go see my mom. But he was like legit wandering the halls. Mm. So, of course, I stepped in and I, I took him back where I needed. And it was like this weird, like epiphany of some kind, like I'm in homeschool, my kids. I don't want yeah. this for my kids. Like it was this moment <laughs> of me walking down the halls, discovering that that people didn't truly. It, it was like the system doesn't really care. Yeah, I don't know if that sounds so harsh. I mean, teachers no. do care, but it's not the same thing as a parent. Right. And no. I knew that his mom, because the reaction of his mom when she found out what was happening was like, oh, my gosh. And now, you know, I watched her class for her while she went and took him back. But um, it was just heart wrenching seeing right. the whole thing play out. So, yeah, I, I've heard many stories like that. Actually, I have many different communities of special needs uh, parents, since I also have a special needs daughter. And they do often decide to just homeschool because there's just horrible stories of them just being forgotten or, you know, yeah. other, you know, teachers get overwhelmed. There's a lot to going on. And um, yeah, yeah, that's just, it's just really sad. And it's, it's unfortunate, but um, good for you for <laughs> finding him and <laughs> helping yeah. him back to where he needed to go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, one thing is that you have, uh, therapies for Naomi. Is that yes. correct? What kind of therapies does she do? Okay. So she has seven sessions of therapy a week. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Two of them, only two of them are 30 minute sessions and that's her speech therapy session um, the insurance won't cover any more of it. Um, I mean, I can talk about her speech therapy later if you want, but we also do one session that's an hour long of physical therapy. Then we do aqua physical therapy, which is physical therapy in the water. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. It's really <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> does she like that? She loves it. The only okay. thing I get nervous because now when we go to pool, because we live in Florida and uh -huh. so, you know, everybody has a pool down here. So I get nervous when we see pools oh, and I'm like, don't yeah. go right in. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to get her swim lessons because there's actually, I have a couple of friends that have children that take uh, swim lessons from a lady that um, works with kids who have, who has Down syndrome, autism, that kind of, um, so that kind of background. So she, I'm, I'm going to reach out to her soon. Um, yeah. And then uh, three sec sessions of occupational therapy. Yeah. So I guess uh, she's got an amazing occupational therapist that I really feel in my heart cares. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to know her and I trust her and she's just a really good person. That really matters. I know because we have one too, an uh, occupational therapist that we really like, and we just keep going back to her and back to her because yeah. you know you you basically those who might not know you graduate from occupational therapy. They can only do therapy. I don't know if this is the same for Naomi, but for my daughter, it's like okay, these are her goals. 
now we've reached those goals and then we have to take a break from occupational therapy and then come back in however many months and have new goals, you know? Yeah. So we always keep the same lady because we really, really like her. It really makes a difference. Yeah. She's, um, she's yeah. good. And I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I know she graduated at one point from physical therapy and I'm going to be honest, uh, we were taking it down. I don't even, oh, I was going to mention the name, but I'm not going to mention the name. Um, <laughs> I think that they graduated Naomi because Naomi was getting defiant and refusing oh. to work. So the new physical therapist I had, I told her the situation. I'm like, I know she needs help. Like this is not yeah. graduate. You're done. And, um, I, oh my gosh, her physical therapist is amazing too. She was like, no, we're going to fix it. And she sat there and just went over everything that she saw that she wanted to work on with Naomi. And I'm like, I love you. Oh, you understand, you get yes. this. Yeah. And, um, she actually, um, she has a really strong background. I won't go into detail, but I mean, she's an older lady and, um, Oh, she's like strong as an ox too. Like Naomi fights her and she'll just <laughs> put her right yeah. back in place. Yeah. And um, same with the aqua therapist too. Yeah. Um, it's just a really good situation. Speech. She has a great relationship with her speech therapist, but um, the insurance won't cover more therapy. So we're oh, actually man. in the middle. Yeah. It's, it's really frustrating, but um, thankfully in the state of Florida, there is, if you decide to homeschool, there's a scholarship that the state will give you that provides oh, wow. you up to $10,000 a year. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. great. <laughs> a blessing. So we're able to do an online program with her that we're, we're starting right now. I don't know if it's going to be good, Yeah, but we're starting it with her speech. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speech is something that you just have to keep up. I mean, all of them you do, but I feel like some of them, like you said, you can do at home, like you are taught like some of the occupational therapy stuff, right. And physical mm -hmm. therapy stuff, but the speech, um, it just really needs to be, just keep going. Anyways, that's my experience. <laughs> with yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so doing all of these therapies, cause there's a lot, how yeah. do you have time for your other kids? Like, how does that affect their homeschooling? Um, it, it affects their homeschooling, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, the good thing is, is because we're not public schooled, we can do our therapies in the mornings when people don't want them. Um, so what I do is I go back to back with a lot of our therapies. So Mondays, we have one therapy in the morning. Tuesdays, we have one therapy in the morning, but then on Wednesdays, we have her physical therapy and then occupational therapy, literally back to back. And then on Thursdays, we have occupational therapy, physical therapy, and then speech, all three right in a row. So then what I do with the children, um, actually, uh, my mother-in-law actually takes Naomi to her Tuesday therapies. The other kids, I'll take them with me to therapy. I do audiobooks with them. I'll also let them play. There's a huge field behind the office and I'll let them run around, roll down the, we don't have hills in Florida, but we do have ditches. <laughs> so they roll down the side <laughs> of the ditch. <laughs> um, and so they'll, you know, they'll play in the sand. They'll destroy anthills because that's what boys do. Um, yep. You know, this is what the inside of an anthill looks like. Or we'll look at tadpoles. We've even taken jars down there and gotten oh, cool. samples and looked at <laughs> nastiness under the microscope. Yeah, so yeah. we try to make the most of it with what we have. Um, 
I mean, yeah, like audiobooks. Sometimes I'll bring their work with me and they'll sit on the concrete and they'll do it, but they're outside a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we have picnics, food. We bring food because if I don't bring food, they whine the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they're stuck there for, you know, yeah. two hours. Well, that seems so. like a perfect outdoor time. It seems like we can always do worksheets and whatnot at home, uh, you know, when yeah. we're kind of, yeah, stuck there. Um, yeah, I know that feeling that, uh, that all of those therapies, they are a lot of work. And, um, I mean, just going there and does Naomi get, um, tired on the days that she has like three, does she get kind of overwhelmed or tired or? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but she really likes it. Like she loves her therapist and we're very fortunate that we have good therapists. Um, I've never really... I mean, after her, her, which is actually kind of nice. I mean, she's four, but after her lunch, when we come home and eat, she's usually like, I'm going to sleep now. And then (laughs) I can really work with, you know, I can work with the rest of them on their, their lectures or lessons or whatever, when I have to be more into the hand, you know, like the writing and the reading and cause I'm teaching my, my kid, she's first grade now. So she's really trying to get that foundation with the reading and the phonics. So yeah, be- so you kind of plan your days like that, according to yeah. how Naomi is and feeling and what she's doing. Yeah, and, and I, I like know that. I like that about homeschool because you don't have to school from nine. What is it? Or they start at eight fifteen here. I don't know other places, but yeah, from like eight fifteen to two fifteen, like it's not a set schedule. Right. I mean, if I wanted to start homeschooling my kids at four o'clock p.m. Right. is fine. Yeah, you know that's what I really like about homeschooling is yeah. that flexibility. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, uh, parents I've talked to recently starting new businesses and stuff. They're like, wait a minute, I can do this at any time. <laughs> this is really yeah. helpful to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. so do you have any, uh, resources for special needs homeschooling? Um, I mean, most of my resources that I have, they come from my sister-in-law and a lot of the families that I work with through the evaluations that we do in Florida as well. Cause I, I didn't oh, yeah. even mention this, but I tutor also some kids. There's a homeschool co-op that I get. It's more of a, it's a professional type homeschool co-op where the kids, the parents actually pay for the classes because all the classes are taught by certified teachers in okay. their subject area. So I'm actually, um, I'm not actually paid there. So I work one-on-one with parents and, um, and just, I do a lot of con- consulting too, but that I don't get paid for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with the, okay. So some of the resources um, I know. Okay. So for math, um, a lot of, I've seen a lot of parents with kids that have autism uh, Matthew C has been kind of successful for them. Oh, cool. My sister-in-law is, uh, she's her master's in mathematics and she actually taught, uh, math at, I don't know if IB is an internet or a international or even American if, or if it's just isolated to Florida, but it's basically, uh, an IB program, which is basically the gifted kids or the really smart ones that are going to go to Harvard and Ivy league type schools. So Mm -hmm. she taught at that high school math. Uh, She taught algebra there. And so she hated Matthew C with a passion. Um, (laughs) So, but it was funny because as she was raising her son, 
she saw how he was developing and what his learning style was and realized that Matthew C fit him perfectly. And once he got involved with Matthew, Matthew, Matthew C, he was thriving. And um, she was like the walk of shame for her. Like, <laughs> oh, I like Matthew C for him. It works. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people have that too. There's ones that you're just like, I don't like this curriculum, but it really works with your kid. And you, that's why it's, you know, you have to go with what they like and how they mm-hmm. learn as well, besides just you teaching. But that's yeah. good. I have heard about Matthew C a lot from people. They, a lot of people recommend that one yeah. in particular. Yeah. It's very it's different. She didn't like it. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it, um, but for different reasons. I do know that because I also test if you do Matthew C, you're not going to line up with any uh, national normed or standardized test because it teaches math in such a different way. Uh Um, You'll end up, you know, you'll get a really low score because it's so different, which, and I have parents kind of freak out, but it's really funny. I'll have a kid and I'll test them and they'll be bright in everything. But then when you get to math, there's like this huge drop. And so then when I review the scores with the parents, I'm like, you're doing math, you see, aren't you? And they're like, Uh no. And I'm like, I picked it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but it, it will, once I get to high school, things start to line up and then they kind of even out with the, the state standards and, and, you know, norm test. That's interesting. So, yeah. Um, another one would be all about spelling. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Too. Oh, I've heard about that one too. Yeah. Yeah. That one I like. Um, I think it comes. I know that IEW uses it with their uh, early elementary curriculum. They recommend it. They also have uh-huh. all about reading and all about spelling, but they use the Orton Gillingham approach which is, um, it's basically helping those kids that are dyslexic. Oh. Yeah. So that's a really good one. Um, I use that with my daughter just because I like how it's set up. And it really lays that foundation slowly and at her pace with all the the phonics. Um, I know my sister-in-law used it too. I know. (laughs) And another, uh, the last thing, and this is a conversation that me and my sister-in-law had too. Me and her are very close. She's like my BFF and she's my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, finding something that your child likes and really feeding into that gifting and developing yeah. them that way instead of say, oh, they got to know their math. Oh, they got to know their reading. They need to do writing and trying to meet those benchmarks or trying to get them up to speed with the other kids that you know, it's just let, don't compare your kid with other people, right. regardless if you have a child that has special needs or not. Um, her son, and um, this is just I, one thing I love about kids with autism is they always have this one gifting. And when you can find it, they just, and you feed into it, they just excel. And um, his gifting is drawing. He wants to be an animator when he grows up. So she has, yeah, she has put in all her money, like the money from the scholarship and just her money into just feeding into that hobby that he enjoys, like sending him to classes, doing online stuff. He does animations on the computer. I mean, you would think it's professional. And the perspective... I got to show you some of these too. Yeah. <laughs> the perspective. Yeah. And just seeing things the way he sees things through his yeah. art. It's just so cool. And um, 
he draw he he draws uh pictures of people and it's just I don't know he has his own style and it's really awesome and I really think this kid is gonna he's gonna be an animator or or a I don't know but it's awesome so you're making me cry really <laughs> yeah it's like it because it's it's something obviously he's really passionate about and yeah. my daughter I mean, she has not been diagnosed with autism, but kids with Dravet syndrome mm-hmm. have autism or autistic tendencies, they call it. Um, but she is really into um, makeup on her face, like creating characters, and she's mm-hmm. really good at it. She um, also has had a stroke um, during childbirth, so she's it's really hard for her to draw and write and stuff like that. But when it comes to like recreating characters that she loves, she is really good at doing it. And I like to hear those stories where Mm -hmm. moms just really feed into the love that their children has and see Mm -hmm. and to see how far they can really go with it. Obviously they're learning all this other stuff that math that goes along with it. I mean, reading and, all of that stuff, just, it's just all combined. (laughs) And when you can take Um, their love for something and figure out how to teach them reading through that, how to teach them spelling through that, then you've just, you've nailed it. It's going to be easy now. But I think too, like, you know, this idea, because a lot of us, we were public, we went to public school. Mm -hmm. So we've been brainwashed, you know, that we have to stick with this system of rules. You know, they have to get to a certain point in math and, and if we could just get out of that right. and train a child the way that they were meant to be trained, right. it would just, it would make, it would make this world a different place. It sure uh, would. Yeah. <laughs> it would make moms less stressed out as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm still trying to get myself out of that. Like it's because I'm not only gone to public school, I was trained in how to teach with the, you right. know. Right. Um, that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast for people to tell these stories. I've had a lot of people tell me that in particular, that we all have to kind of retrain ourselves. Um, so on that note, do you have any advice for new homeschoolers, special needs or not? Um, I mean, basically what I said, just, just, uh, you know, really look at your goals, um, look at your child, understand who they are. And uh, teach to them, not teach the way the schools want you to teach or teach the way your friend is teaching their kids. It's, it's know your family values, know, know your child, get to know them, get to know their passions and feed into that. Find what they like. Yeah. I mean, that's, (laughs) it's hard. It's like easier said than done because it's the hardest thing to do. It's just ingrained in us and it's just, um, it's going to be okay. Like our, our society is changing every single day and, um, the public schools, I mean, to be honest, are failing a lot of students. They're not making the cut. And when you have this homeschool kid, you know, that is trained in one particular area that they're excelling at. Or even, you know, maybe, maybe just they're really good. You know, they have the talent and they're, you know, they're going to hire that kid over a kid that knows their general information and is very basic, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, um, I know colleges, I, I spoke to a guidance counselor 
at a college and they, they want homeschool kids more than they want public school kids, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Because they're, they're passionate about learning. They actually want to go to college. Yeah. They actually want to learn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're committed because their parents have taught them commitment. Right. And, um, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I could talk about all this stuff forever. (laughs) Oh, I understand. I could too. I love, um, hearing your story and hearing all your background too. That's wonderful, Leilani. <laughs> we have to carry this conversation off the platform. Right? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. And no problem. Um, I will talk to you later. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Make sure you go over to YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and follow me there. Check out my website at ourhomeschoolcastle.com and I will be talking to you next time. Bye.